Welcome to another edition of Unapologetically Black, Black Mayor, where we talk about surviving the stigma, standards, and system. Once again, my name is Dwayne Pate. I'm one of the hosts, uh, uh, myself, along with our co-host, Brother E.J. Stewart. Um, you know, this podcast is meant to highlight the stories of African-American men and to celebrate their success and all the things that they have done to get up to this point. As you all know, um, you can always follow us on all social media outlets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, um, just to make sure that you continue to like, comment, and subscribe to this content that we put out each and every week. You know, once again, shout out to our sponsor, J Pope and Associates, who kind of gave us the initiative to kind of get this information out there and just kind of push the positive narrative for African-American men. Uh, we have a great guest on today, Brother Danton Whit Whitley, and I want to turn it over to him to kind of give us a little background about himself. Um, and we're going to kind of uh, jump in with questions following that. So, Brother Whitley, it's on you. Cool. What's up, man? What's up, everybody? Uh, I'm so honored to be on the show, uh, share my story, share a little bit about what I do, uh, how I got here. So, man, thank you, Dwayne. Thank you, EJ. Thank you all for having me. Thank you all for this concept. Um, it's rare to find uh, today uh, Black men that come together to really empower each other. So mm -hmm. when, when we do find that, it is big ups to y'all, man. Keep this going. Keep this conversation going. Because if y'all can do it, that means I can do it. You know, Absolutely. if I can do it, that means everybody watching can. So um, a little bit about myself, Danton Whitley. Uh, I'm the youngest of six kids. I'm a PK. Started okay. out uh, with Fish Temple Church of God in Christ. My father's a pastor. So um, that's why I got my start with music. I uh, started at a very young age, about eight years old, man, mm. singing, working with the choir, working with the praise team. Uh, since then, I went to went to Morgan State University. Oh, got yeah. My master's. <sighs> yes, sir. Morgan Bears. Don't mind my co-host. He went to, uh, somewhere in Delaware. I don't, well, one of those schools. <laughs> no, they don't really... They don't really matter. It's okay. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, Fair Morgan, man. Morgan is where I got my training. Like Morgan mm -hmm. is where I got my technique. Uh, studied music there, emphasis in classical voice. So did opera, uh, jazz, gospel. We traveled the world. The Morgan State University Choir. Y'all heard of the Morgan State University oh, Choir? I, absolutely. I, I got my master's at, at Morgan. So it's my phenomenal. master's work. So. It's a yeah, phenomenal choir. It's phenomenal I've been choir. I've been here about Morgan since I was in high school because I actually went to uh, Dunbar. So you know that they had that connection. And I think my my actual mm -hmm. choir director went to Morgan. Uh, yeah, I think I don't know. If, I think he might be Bishop now. Bishop Stephen Jones. Uh, oh of, of yeah, of the Jones brothers. He was my choir director in, in, in high school. So you know, Man. let me fast forward then. So <laughs> Morgan State, um, of course, Kojic my whole life. Stephen Jones was my minister of music. Mm. Um, he was our minister of music for maybe about five years for the Greater Maryland Jurisdiction Church of God in Christ. So, um, yeah, so yeah, but it's, it's one big family. But um, got my master's from Morgan, worked um, in our Kojic music department internationally, but here uh, most currently, I uh, started my own music entertainment company where I do artist development, vocal mm. coaching, um, international and national tours. This December, we just got back from, from Europe. We did Italy. Switzerland and Sardinia, uh, 16 cities. Mm. I took uh, two different groups of singers, my group Mosaic Sound and United Voices. And we stayed in Europe for two and a half weeks, sharing the gospel, sharing, um, you know, popular American music and sharing Christmas music throughout the holidays. So 
Um, yeah, man, entrepreneur, vocal coach, uh, music director, but also most of all entrepreneur with Mosaic Sounds Entertainment, one music entertainment company. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's awesome. where I am, man. Awesome. That, yeah. So yeah, you, hey, are you originally from? You're from. So that means you're from Baltimore, born and raised, correct? Well, no, I'm from oh. Aberdeen, Maryland. I okay. moved to Baltimore. Uh, Aberdeen, Maryland, about uh, 30 minutes north of Baltimore. Okay, gotcha. And uh, yeah, I I was I grew up there, but I moved to Baltimore in 2005 to go to Morgan mm. and never left. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I stayed I, in Baltimore 15 years. I gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So so let's let's go back to you. You said you started when you were eight. Now that's that's a lot. And, and you said that you're the youngest of six. Yes. Yeah, youngest, youngest six, youngest of six. Youngest of six. So you started. You really started with the music at eight years old. Like to help, like explain that journey and how how that was, and like what were some of the things that you encountered, I guess, uh, along the way that kind of either pushed you, or almost kind of pushed you away, like push you either push you further or push you back. Yeah, man. Uh, youngest of six, in a Pentecostal family, pastor's mm-hmm. family, not easy. Mm-hmm. Not easy. Um, and then it's a musical family. So my oldest brother plays organ. My brother under that plays drums. My sister under that, she sings. My brother under that plays drums. And my twin sister sings. Mm-hmm. So um, musical family, everybody has these musical gifts. Uh, so I was kind of the, I'm the youngest of the one. I feel like Michael Jackson. Of the, of the Jackson <laughs> six, you know, When I finally got my time to do my thing, I just did my thing and just totally went, went off. Um, uh, but at eight years old, man, it's just, we had to, we had to do what the church needed, you mm-hmm. know, like the church needed a praise team. That was us. The choir, church needed a choir. That was us. The church needed ushers. That was us. The church. Now I'm assistant pastor at my father's church. Okay. So, um, we see evolution of it all. I never would have thought I would be in this capacity, you know, as assistant pastor, um, influencing lives the way I do every week. And, um, it, it really is a blessing, but like to go back to your question, eight years old, man, um, just had a gift of hearing parts, just could mm. naturally hear where voices needed to go. So they stuck me as the director, you know, uh, I can sing and I love singing, but I've always been moved in the director's space. So like, Got you. I find myself there even when I should be just singing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried about the background. I'm worried about, oh, maybe we could do this with the harmonies, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. that's just been my that's just been my 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 niche working with voices. Okay, yeah, since eight. What what was it like? You know, being the youngest and maybe not so having that oldest pressure, but having the pressure, any if any, to maybe continue on the path that everyone else basically set forth. Like, did was there any kind of pressure or feeling towards that? Yeah, it was. You need to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're the youngest, so you shouldn't you shouldn't be making no mistakes. Mm. You know, you didn't seen the the number one do it, number two do it, number three do it, number four do it, number five do it. So now it's your turn to really show what you got. Like, don't make no mistakes. Add to the family name. Um, it, it was pressure because uh, I actually felt inadequate as the youngest. Mm. I felt like even as a musician, my brother's an organist, my sister's a singer. So me defaulting to doing background and working with voices was this kind of a space I naturally went in, but it was Mm. also a hiding space because Mm. 
I wasn't, I couldn't play as good as my brother. I couldn't sing as good as my sister. So, you know, I found my thing. Um, and that took me a while. And even today, mm. I'm still finding confidence and comfort with me as a musician, me as a singer. Mm. What do I like? What do I want to sound like? What has God given me to say? Not just kind of like following the footsteps of my older brothers and sisters or my father. Um, even walking into ministry, man, it's just like, do I do it the way he's done it? Mm -hmm. I do, I do it the way God has given me to do it. And a lot of times I'm finding it, it doesn't look like, you know, what my dad did. It doesn't look like what my mm -hmm. sisters and brothers did. It looks like what God has given me to do. And I think this show really speaks to that in a man to say, this is your identity. This mm -hmm. is your calling. Be confident in that. Um, and I found that through trial and error, I found mm -hmm this safe space i found this confidence space i found this dancing space through just trial and error like making mistakes you know owning them and getting up dusting myself off and saying i didn't like that or i did like that let me try to do that better mm -hmm. you know or embarrassing myself you know maybe i shouldn't have did that or maybe i'll do it again but i'll do it this way you know just being driven about what i wanted you know mm -hmm. what i want out of life um I got married, I married a biracial woman. You know, that, mm. that's a conversation uh, I don't have much because it's kind of like, you gonna find your black woman? Well, I could, but <laughs> I fell in love with this woman. You know right, what I mean? Right, so right. owning my choices, like owning my stuff and saying whether it's good or bad, this is where I am as a man. And I trust that God will help me make it better no matter what the decision is, no matter which angle, which direction I go in. I think I think uh, to, to pull out a little bit of what you were saying about like just kind of owning your mistakes and just kind of and sometimes you got I mean we know that life is about learning through trial and error because um, we're not perfect we're not going to get it all right and I think that's very pivotal and just kind of allowing yourself um, well the, the grace to fail um, and then yeah. fail for and fail forward and I think that's I think that's very pivotal for us as men to be willing to be vulnerable enough to like oh, i'm going to try this i'm going to try it my way i'm going to see how it works and then you know continue to fail and if it if it doesn't work then i'll adjust i think that's, yeah. that's very, very important for us to kind of keep at the forefront of our minds as we continue to grow in our uh, particular spaces of influence so yeah bro like uh i love what you said grace is really that space to grow like mm -hmm. God gives you grace to grow and um, acknowledging that what you're growing and evolving into as an unapologetic African-American man mm -hmm. is unique. You know, I don't think we should expect ourselves to be, you know, carbon, you know, cookie cutter images of even our mentors or our fathers, like embracing our unique assignment in the earth and our unique vibration, our unique energy, um, our unique ability to create, embracing that and capitalizing on it and finding, you know, like minds to say, hey, you do it that way. I like it that way. I do this that way that complements that. So maybe we can create a partnership like y'all are doing, you know, I don't know. maybe mm -hmm. we can we can do it together, you know, and make a, a, a bigger impact. Let me just say this. A lot of people, um, we talk about independence. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but then we don't talk about interdependence a lot. Independence, mm -hmm. we achieve it by saying, I can do this by myself. And that's great. Independence is an amazing thing to say, I'm independent. 
I can pay my own bills. I, I provide for my family or I'm an independent label. You know, whatever your independence is, is dope. But the level above that is interdependence, learning mm -hmm. that we all together make a larger impact with connectivity, with, you know, brand collaborations, mm -hmm. with connecting our networks, with sharing our gifts with each other and intertwining our purposes so that we can really reach the masses, not as an island, as a, you know, as a, just somebody on their own, but literally connecting and, and, and creating impact. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that was key in, in what you were saying, as far as being the youngest, you had, you know, pretty much a roadmap, I guess, or an example, you know, of uh, ahead of you example yeah. what to do, but, you know, finding that, that space of your own, you know, that that's really important because a lot of people may not even think that way. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's, that's exactly what I felt like, you know, through mistakes of, you know, siblings with divorce or siblings uh, having pregnancy, getting pregnant before marriage and, mm -hmm. you know, all these above me, you know, siblings that may have struggled with, you know, drug addiction and all that kind of stuff that I watched through the years. Um, and some mistakes I really didn't walk into because I saw how that turned out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I had the luxury of seeing your, you know, these disasters as a result of this. So uh, even though I have the proclivity to do it because we're family, I'm not going to mm. try it because right. I see that that doesn't work well for our bloodline. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I see that that particular thing is an issue for all of us. So I'll I'll take the blunt and I'm I'm not going to, I'll take the hit. I'm not going to do that. So I did have that roadmap, which is why I said it was kind of like to myself, like, bro, you don't have, you don't have any space. You don't have any, you know, reasons to make a lot of mistakes because you saw what you see what drug addiction does. You see what uh, marriage, you know, sex before marriage or having a child before marriage does. Like you see, mm -hmm. marry how marrying the wrong person works out. Like mm -hmm. you see how not inviting God at the center of your marriage looks. You see what that looks like. So mm -hmm. don't try that. You know what I mean? Like don't don't do that. Do something right. else. Like make another mistake. You know. And I did. I have my whole list of things i tried that that didn't go didn't go right but i did have the luxury of seeing um learning from examples before me and not just the bad things the great things as well like good work ethic you know um understanding unity and uh community um and even building the church that my father uh started like i've, I've seen some i've had some great examples mm -hmm. to go before me yeah Absolutely. I, I, I want to kind of uh, follow up with that. You know, you talked about the great examples uh, that you've had. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the mentors or people who like oh, play yeah. a, played a significant role? I know. I mean, I know, of course, one of them is it seems like your dad plays the, you know, played a major role. Um, but, you know, are, are there any others besides your dad that kind of say, all right, you know, they really kind of helped me push me to where I am now? Certainly, man. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you my top three. OK, um, I'm going to say my dad. I'll say my dad. My dad was, my dad can't sing at all. My dad is actually tone deaf. Like, wow. He's, he's tone deaf. <laughs> but, Sheesh. but he was my first vocal coach before mm. Morgan State, before um, working with Kojic. When I, all of us though, it was weird. My dad couldn't sing, but he, he knew what good music sound like, although mm -hmm. he could not do it at all. He would say, oh son, that's too high. Or, oh, that's too long. Next time do it shorter. Or next time, 
start a little softer and then get louder. I don't know how he understood these type of things, mm-hmm. but it's really vocal coaching, you know, like teaching the singer how to approach, you know, a song and how to navigate through their voice, understanding the tessitura, the tessitura, the range, where they should start in their voice. You know what I mean? Like how to get the greatest impact out of a song. Mm-hmm. I learned that from him at a very, very young age through, through um, embarrassment. <laughs> my dad would be, you know, my dad would get in the mic, all right, amen, Sit, wrap it up. You know, like, wow, not that old school. <laughs> old school. I could, somebody could be up singing in this. If it ain't right, if it ain't anointed, he'll have the mic and say, hallelujah. Everybody in the church knew what that meant. That meant mm. wrap it up, it's over. So my dad is, is, is number one. Number two is Nolan Williams. He actually is the editor of the African-American hymnal. It's in a lot of uh, Baptist churches, Luther, like Methodist churches. Um, he's the editor of the hymnal. Anyway, Nolan Williams has an amazing gift of music to do multiple genres and they sound authentically that genre. So like mm. you hear some people that sing R&B, but they sound like gospel singers. It's like, nah, you probably mm. should just sing in church. Or you hear some people singing in church and they sound like R&B singers. Like, nah, just, just go to the club. Like, just do your thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, or you hear, you hear opera singers that sound like real opera. They don't sound like someone just singing in that falsetto. Mm-hmm. Nolan Williams, I hope anybody watching this, look him up. He's amazing. Um, his niche has been like political music. So he's been working work with the White House, works in Washington, mm-hmm. works at the Jazz and Lincoln Center, works at the National. Uh, works. He works with a lot of different orchestras and stuff. But um, Nolan has taken me to, I went on tour with him in Egypt. I went on tour with him in London. Uh, we do jazz, classical music, gospel, soul. And when you sing with Nolan Williams, it's like you have to embody the sound of the genre. You cannot sing mm-hmm. a gospel song and sound like an R&B singer. You cannot sing an R&B song and sound like a gospel. You sound like, if it's soul, you sound like a soul singer. So mm-hmm. um, Nolan taught me, he trained my ear to hear like the authentic sound of each genre, mm-hmm. um, whether it's the, the chord structures, what chords go in gospel, what chords shouldn't be like you know it's not really a gospel chord not a gospel sound with classical music with jazz same thing so um nolan really helped tune my ear to hear the different genres of music and how to really make them sound authentic to themselves so much so i formed a group called mosaic sound and i've had mosaic sound for 10 years mm. and uh, like i said we've, we've toured italy switzerland czech republic a lot of the Caucasian countries, ironically. Yeah, I was say. <laughs> yeah, man, it's so God has blown my mind, man. So, like, thank y'all for letting me talk. Like, thank <laughs> you for bringing me here to talk. God has blessed me so much, man. Um, like I said, we just left Europe, Italy, um, Italy, Switzerland, Czech Republic, Sardinia. We go every year. We didn't mm. go two years because of COVID, right. uh, so we went back our first time this year. Mm. And um, there, we authentically sing classical music. We authentically sing pop. We wow. authentically sing gospel. So our concerts are like, they're like, like shows, you know, um, mm-hmm. but then we experience the power of God when we get to gospel music. So um, Nolan taught me that as well as Dr. Conway, mm-hmm. who is, who was the choir, the director of Morgan State University's choir. So my dad, Nolan Williams and Dr. Conway, um, Dr. Eric Conway, the director of Morgan State University choir. He's also, um, the dean of the whole fine arts department, chair, okay. chairperson uh, at Morgan State University, Dr. Eric Conway, man, 
uh, he he taught me how to be a leader that is a friend to the people that follow him. Mm. Like Dr. Conway had a way with the students that he connected with us. He wasn't as y'all. A lot of people know Dr. Carter, who was his mm -hmm. predecessor. Dr. Nathan Carter brought the Morgan State University Choir into its national like this national space where it was like mm -hmm. the number one choir in the world. Dr. Nathan Carter did that, but Dr. Eric Conway had such a way with um, with the students that we created a bond with him and the music. It wasn't mm -hmm. just something we learned to do sch scholastically or we wanted to create a profession and, you know, but it was like something we, we created because of love of the gift of it, mm -hmm. of the sound of it and the unity of making music together. So he was amazing with creating the group synergy of choirs and the relationship of a leader and those that follow him. So. Um, I've been blessed with those mentors, man. I have, and then let's, those uh, is many others I can name, like Eric Scott, Pastor mm -hmm. Eric Scott, who's from Baltimore. Uh, my brother, Kafaris Whitley, um, Damian Sneed from New York, who I've toured Italy with as well. Um, they just kind of like were men, strong men that helped, you know, sharpen different sides of me as an artist and as a producer. Yeah. Well, have you have you had to? deal with or running any you know stigmas or, or societal stereotypes or challenges in in your role uh being a black male i mean you know where maybe i don't know that i don't know what that typically looks like everywhere else but specifically have you had to deal with any challenges or you know stigmas or just just you know anything yeah yeah, yeah. a couple so um, I can, unfortunately, growing up as a church kid singing in a choir, PK, <laughs> as a musician, you soft, you gay, you, you know, mm. all these different things that tear down at your psyche and your emotions, um, that also can make you question yourself if you, if you don't have the right support. Mm. So I've run into that, um, throughout the course of my, my journey through high school um being a pk going to church every friday um not being able to do a lot because i had to be at church like i had to be work with the choir like it was just um one they teased me one year uh I tried out for the football team and i couldn't i was like i was on as a singer not a, as an athlete i was so terrible man <laughs> I, was, I was so bad I, it was two days i remember i called my mom i was like pick me up on the back of the school i'm out of here i'm leaving um <laughs> But I only did it because I didn't want to appear as weak. Like I was, right. I was tired of seeing like seeming like I was a weak little fat church kid, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, so I did do that and I failed ninth grade, but I came back in tenth grade and you know completed the season. Um, wasn't good, but I did it for me. You know what I mean? I wasn't a Got basketball you. player, but I did it for me. Did lacrosse and did you know did did a couple other things just to, you know, push myself as a man. But I went through all those stigmas, like um all that like uh just being weak like questions of of my identity and it pushed me even in the space coming from aberdeen maryland which is a small country town mm -hmm. 30 minutes outside of baltimore my family from mississippi i'm about to paint this picture for you <laughs> my family from my family from macomb mississippi country down south we mm -hmm. moved to aberdeen maryland military family pentecostal kojic living in aberdeen maryland i go to morgan state university in in baltimore city culture shock i mean not only corny country <laughs> churchy fat like 
all the above, you know? Um, so when I got to Morgan, it was, Sheesh. Morgan ate me alive. They, Baltimore ate me alive. My first year. <laughs> I mean, destroyed me. And then I was in the music program mm -hmm. because I did music, but I wasn't no city kid. Like I wasn't used to the game city people play, you know? I don't, you know, I don't know. Y'all don't even know if y'all know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Y'all both from Baltimore, right? I'm, I'm from I'm, New York City, but. Yeah, I'm from Baltimore, so I, I got you. Oh, yeah. from New York though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so you get, yeah, I can't. I was gonna talk trash, but I mean, you know, we we ain't no better. <laughs> no, not yeah, at all. New York, is, New York is New York is worse. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody can go from Baltimore and get culture shock in New York. So Absolutely. it's it's the same thing. But um, going through those sigmas, uh, coming out of depression, coming out of low self esteem, coming out of like identity crisis, like who mm -hmm. am I? Like. What do I really want to do? Do I want to sit with this music thing because people are talking about me? Like I didn't want to do music for a while because let me go back. I'm sorry. Let me know if I'm talking too much. Although, know, you, this, no, you good. Great. So uh, I started off as a criminal justice major. I studied criminology because mm. when I left high school, it was I just didn't want to do music because I, just, I got the wrong type of energy from it. You know, mm -hmm. so I was like, I can do criminology. I went to Harvard Community College, took my first, I only took voice because I still love music, but I studied mm -hmm. criminology. I was gonna secretly take voice lessons to sing at my church. That's mm -hmm. it, never wanted to do, I was gonna be a, a private detective. Um, took my first voice lesson at Harvard Community College. I would never forget. My voice teacher, her name was Madeline Gray, white woman, basic soprano. I started singing, she was like, your voice was made for opera. She said, I can get you a full scholarship at Morgan State University. Wow. And I was like, go to Morgan State to do music. I don't know if I see a future in that because, you know, I, I just don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, anyway, long story short, I, I auditioned with Dr. Eric Conway mm -hmm. um, at Morgan State University. And I sang it. He was like, wow, man, I need your gift on my choir. And um, that was now when i got to morgan that's when I, everything was kind of plummeted because that's when the mm. culture shock came in right. but again dr conway was the type that he taught me how to i don't know man god did this through that man he don't he probably if i told him this he probably wouldn't even believe it because mm. this is how he was as a leader he had a way of pulling the strengths out of you and allowing yourself to come in contact with who you were mm -hmm. as a singer and as an artist and just and just be that. I mean, an amazing gift of love that that, that did it. So um, I, I, I came out of all of those insecurities, uh, the mm -hmm. affirmation that came, you know, from Dr. Conway and from the opportunities that Morgan State University gave me to be a black man doing opera, you know, mm -hmm. like a, a black man doing musical theater. And it's like to get those opportunities to travel the world, to be paid on scholarship to come and sing. Mm -hmm. um, it just it affirmed like well maybe Danton it's okay if you if you try to do this if you want to do music you know it's easy I mean they're paying you so just go ahead you mm -hmm. know so that affirmation that confidence came with 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 that with that journey at Morgan so yes the stigmas yes the um all that kind of stuff I did I dealt with all of that um, but God really really helped me through it. it really helped me through by sending the right unapologetically black you know, black men, you know, that, mm -hmm. that just could see the struggle in me mm -hmm. and, and didn't push me away, 
but pulled me closer like hey like let's let's work this out let's do it this way so that's yeah, so God bless dope. me that one that's so yeah. dope man is is you know because i think you know i <laughs> i don't know pay to tell you but i'm i'm the furthest from um a preacher's child or uh <laughs> church these days uh you know i'm i you know i'm i'm getting somewhere but um <laughs> but you know just when you talk about preachers kids and and the stigmas right you you hit it on the head and and it only seems to fare that way for the black males you know what i'm saying a sister can be a preacher's kid and you know it, it they there's things around that but what you hit on that's just so crucial and it's like we need to have that space for young men to say, hey, I went through this. It's, you could do this. You can be, you know, it, it's, I mean, that's something that, especially in that church community where black folks, we don't talk about that kind of stuff. You don't hear about yeah. that. Yeah. And it's it's prevalent. Oh, very, very prevalent. prevalent. And I think, you know, um, just kind of having an open space will kind of maybe begin to open up the dialogue, but we got to, it has to be an honest and real conversation. Um, and I think yeah. sometimes within the church, we don't really want to have those honest and real conversations. Some people do, some people don't. Um, but it really just depends on your, your demographic and your church. But I think it, when we start to have those conversations and realize how the the affirm the the affirmation really helps you develop who you are, um, and yeah. just kind of seeing the importance of that for to instill in our young people, whether male or female, um, I think that's very pivotal. Um, it, you 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 had a, a a lengthy experience with choir being a choir director and just kind of leading people and you said you kind of you that kind of fell into your niche you you know you you focus on the bigger picture the whole thing uh you see the whole picture so what what are some of the challenges that you have faced um at being a you know a leader of bringing voices together and and kind of managing the personalities like how like what what is that like you can't say <laughs> <'Cause, laughs> like how, how how do you navigate those conversations i know you know dr conway probably gave you a great example of what to do but th those are the conversations that you know don't often get talked about that you have to have because it's like all right this is not good enough um and you know yeah. i needed to be better so how do you navigate those conversations uh when it comes to things like that when it when it's leading the people that you serve and at your at and at your church and um and your your business as well yeah great question man um i am a perfectionist and a workaholic and i admit these things um <laughs> <laughs> just because they are what they are so i have a i have to have these kind of conversations a lot like um this is hard to say uh -huh. your best is not good enough mm. you have to be better it, it, it um these are tough conversations but i'm finding i'm not that old i i'm getting old <laughs> but i'm finding through a lot of past experience of artists and singers i work with choirs praise teams um i worked at um mount pleasant church and ministries i was the mm -hmm. minister of music there for about five years wonderful church bishop johnson amazing leader um he taught me how to be a fearless powerful leader to mm -hmm. make decisions and stand behind them like no means no you can't sing you're off the choir you're off the praise team the whole music department is set down like is that bishop johnson is a fearless leader and when you get on the campus 
of Mount Pleasant Church and Ministries, you understand why. I mean, it bought a whole shopping center plaza. Mm -hmm. So um, ministry at that level, um, it demands you to have those hard conversations. Business at that level, um, I do international business. Like I said, we we tour Europe every year. Um, and to to bring 12 people on a plane to 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 three different countries, 16 cities, mm. 18 shows, I mean, in audiences of hundreds and thousands, mostly Caucasian. Um, you have to have those hard conversations. Like mm -hmm. that may be your best, but go home, practice and get better. Because mm. in order to be a part of this choir, this praise team or this tour, I need your range to be here if you're a soprano. I need your range to be here if you're alto. I need your range to be here if you're a tenor. And, um, here meaning this high, this high or this low. Like your vocal agility needs to be here. Um, your 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 presentation needs to be here. You know, mm -hmm. I demand. I have a high. I know I, I have a high uh, expectation when it comes to singers and their performance when they step through the doors of Mosaic Sound Entertainment, which is uh, my entertainment company. So um, some conversations I've had, uh, I've had the conversation of, you know, you, you can't do this tour mm -hmm. or you can't do this gig or um, you're, you're no longer a part of this group until you get your life together. Mm -hmm. um, those kind of conversations too, man. Like I'm, I, I look far beyond the gift of a person and I look at the person um, and if they are emotionally mentally and spiritually in the right place i can work with them musically like gotcha. that that's at the bottom mm -hmm. so emotionally like these emotional issues I, I i attack them right on one if you if you you're dealing with depression it's hard for me to trust you to sing to an audience to give them hope like i can't i can't have that on my conscience mm -hmm. so you you know pray ask god for deliverance and then i can have you sing or if you're R&B artist, I'm working with you and you're afraid to be sexy. I, I can't, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I just, I, you have to have to own what, what, what you're doing and mm -hmm. be the best that be the best. Um, and, and, and really literally be all of yourself. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't, they show up physically, but they don't show up, you know, like, that you can look at a singer or an artist and tell when their mind isn't in the game or a, a, a player in the, in the mm -hmm. sports team you can say your mind your head's not in the game your head's not in the game so um having those conversations holding people accountable you know that rehearsal starts at this time or you know that this is my expectations for for this gig for mm -hmm. this concert you know meet them or you, you can't do it you know so ha having a standard Mm. um in our in our in our society uh we're for, we're being forced now to have a standard because of covid restrictions you know right. like covid has put us in a place like listen these are the rules these are the standards if you don't meet them if you're not vaccinated you can't come in you know like these mm -hmm. things are happening to us all around and uh as businessmen and as ministers or as any any industry you're in um understanding how to manage um not, not necessarily manage people, mm -hmm. but manage processes and manage uh, structure so that no matter who comes in, who matter, no matter who goes, your standard, your process, everything is consistent. Everything's the same. So nobody feels like when they come in, they can reinvent the wheel. So that's one thing I have been 
um, been working on to to make sure I solidify, even with this new way of how we're doing things with mm-hmm. the pandemic, um, making sure that the standard is clear so that when people come in, I don't have to have too many hard conversations because, you know, coming in at the door, these are the expectations. This is mm-hmm. what I'm looking for. And if you don't have that, then maybe I need to look in another direction. Yeah. That's tough. <laughs> right, that, that's why that's why they gave that's why he got the good job. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh tell yeah. us a little bit about uh, you, you you mentioned several times that you guys travel quite regularly. Um tell us what that experience is like and you know for you just kind of being a leader. Um, and just kind of pretty much organizing and doing the international, you know, make sure everybody's straight. Um, tell us what like, tell us what that's what that's like, and then I want you to go into you know your actual business. Like, get, give us like a rundown, like everything. I know you kind of touched on it a little bit at the beginning, but just kind of give us the rundown, give us all like information how they can contact you if somebody's looking for to utilize your services. So, oh sure, sure. Well, thank you. Um, well, that's traveling internationally. Um, I work with, with four different companies hmm. um, out of New York, out of Italy, um, out of DC and out of Baltimore. My company serves as what you would consider like the talent scout for the, for the tours. Gotcha. So the promoters in Europe, um, the managers out of New York, um, Twin, which is Twin Music uh, mm-hmm. out of New York, they actually have all the connections with all the promoters in Europe. Uh, so I serve as like the talent agency. I mm. serve as the artist. Uh, I started out as an artist on their tour. And then um, they gave me the freedom to create my own tours around their tours and bring in my own artists. Nice. So um, it, it, looks, it looks like um, me finding talent every, every December. Um, like I said, excluding the, uh, the last 20, uh, 2020 and 2021 mm. because of COVID. Um, every year, I've put together a group, um, United Voices, seven artists from different parts of the country. This year, that went um, one was from New York, one was from um, Washington, three were from Baltimore, one was from Atlanta. So mm. um, I, there is United Voices because they're new and upcoming artists, independent artists that are working on albums. So mm. I put them together as a group. Um, and put them on a two and a half week tour and they travel, they do some of their original music. Uh, but the main purpose of the tour is for the holidays. So Christmas music, um, I have my own music, Christmas music that I've arranged mm-hmm. that we perform out in Europe. And, uh, I, I allow them to perform some of their music. Like if they have a single out, um, they perform their single, they'll do that. And then they'll do popular gospel music and popular American music. So like old gospel, like old happy day stuff uh-huh. in Europe um, that they feel like they're in church, you know? So mm-hmm. we create that element for them. And um, yeah, it, it's it's really amazing. Uh, like I said, we did uh, almost 16 cities, mm-hmm. you know, um, which, is, which is crazy. A city a day, man, like literally got off the plane from the US, uh, left the airport, went to the hotel, checked in, everybody got changed at the hotel, went to the venue, did a two hour concert, went to bed, woke up the next day, went to another city, Jeez. checked out, you went, got out the hotel, went to the venue, did a two and a half hour concert, went to bed, woke up the next one at 6 a.m., another city all over again for two and a half weeks. And um, it, it's, it's amazing because you pull seven people that don't really know each other, mm. seven artists, 
You know what I mean? Like seven solo artists, like I'm the main thing in my in my city or in my bubble. You know what I mean? Like I'm the main thing. And I love giving people that opportunity mm -hmm. to expose themselves to somebody else. It's like, oh, you the best in Atlanta, but I'm the best in over East Baltimore. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like it, it has that little natural, what do you call it? Um competition or competition. Yes. Exactly. That natural competition that pushes everybody. By the time they leave the tour, man, they singing completely different. Mm, and um, wow. to me, it is literally my passion. Like my, and it leads me to my company. My company, Mosaic Sounds Entertainment. Um, it was prophesied to me years ago that my music would be to nations what Moses was to Israel. It would be a way out of bondage into a way of freedom, prosperity, and peace. It mm. would be in Mosaic Sound. So it literally is the sound of freedom. Uh, what I love to do is development development for singers development for musicians and artists taking them out of the place of lodobar or i can't or mm -hmm. i'm not good enough or you know i don't know if this is for me no matter what the genre gospel classical music r b jazz musical theater um my niece is actually in new york now she's auditioning for cinderella with his musical mm -hmm. theater uh so like i tap into a lot of different genres which is another reason it's called mosaic sound because is bringing like the, the, the picture mosaic mm -hmm. is bringing different types of sounds together, different types of music together to present the picture perfect image of Jesus Christ to the world. So it is a mosaic sound. And um, what I do is vocal, vocal coaching. Mm -hmm. um, I work on range, agility, performance, stage presence. Uh, I just have rehearsal with Buick. I'm gonna do another shameless plug. Baltimore <laughs> Urban Inspiration. Baltimore Urban Inspirational Choir. Dope. I mean, amazing choir. Look them up on Instagram. Uh, I work with Theron Fowler, who's also an artist mm -hmm. from Baltimore. And um, I mean, all we do, all they are is R&B &B singers. Like them kids, inner city kids, most of them don't really go to church. But um, what I do, my passion is still development. So rehearsals, mm -hmm. we're working on voice. We in the scripture, man. We studying. We praying. We're, we're um, working on them spiritually. Like I said, if, if emotionally you're not together and spiritually you're not together, I can't work with you musically. So I start from those places first because in order to sing that vibration, that energy that we mm -hmm. call sound, it is actually your energy that you are just we hear. Um, if your energy's off, it doesn't sound good. No matter how beautiful the voice is, it's it's off to the soul. So. Um, I start there with, with voice training, vocal coaching. So I'm part of my company, Mosaic Sound Entertainment, is artist development. Mm -hmm. um, what I do, uh, <laughs> I'll connect with other um, my other connections I have in industry for for their for their look, for their image, for their brand. You know what I mean? Um, our producers I work with, if they're looking for a sound, I can connect them with well from a vast variety of producers uh, from Philip Bryant, who we just did. I don't know if you know Miranda Curtis, but she's a gospel artist. Um, we just did her record um, in Canada. Uh, Philip Bryant, uh, Tyree Brown, who's also another producer. Jacob Jackson, who's another producer. He does more like the uh, country mm. e EDM. Like he's uh, he's a black guy <laughs> with a white sound, which is really, really cool. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah. So Mosaic Sound Entertainment is that it is it is really impacting the artists of the next generation and it is pushing them uh forward so artist development national international touring 
which has, like I said earlier, which has been kind of on hold until now. Mm, right. Um, so every year we do the international thing. But for up-and-coming artists, I've created local like local tours, like, you know, East Coast or Midwest or even West, going into the West Coast. Mm. Uh, tours for artists, so local and international touring. And um, last but not least, production, which is if you want to if you want a song or if you want to arrange them for a song, background vocals, um, all, all together, overall production or just vocal production, uh, my company provides that service as well. The last thing is management, uh, which we have kind of taken a step back here most recently um, and not have done. We haven't really opened up our doors for management this year. Mm -hmm. um, just because I'm really revamping things for how the industry is working now. Um, things have changed a lot. So uh, before I open back up for management again, I want to have a better footing on the best avenues to push an artist mm -hmm. in today's climate. Um, a lot has changed uh, with marketing and uh, with labels. Some some people some now it's like you don't really need a label. You just need mm -hmm. distribution deals and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So. Mm -hmm. um, we, we we do management as well, but as of now, we, we've taken a step back from management. But uh, all of the above are the other services, are the services we provide for Mosaic Sound Entertainment. Absolutely, man. You you provided us with the wealth of knowledge and the wealth of experience, and I just want to take the time to say thank you again yeah. for oh, you thank know you. consenting to kind of come and share your story and be vulnerable vulnerable enough to share those experiences that. Yeah. You know, that has helped you grown into the man that you are um, and, you know, develop the you as and the profession that you are and to be able to kind of impact the lives that you do. So I want to applaud you for that and just say thank you again um, thank you. for consenting to be on this podcast. Once again, this is Unapologetically Black Male, where we talk about surviving the stigma, standards and systems. I want to thank you all for joining us on this week's episode. Thank Brother Danton. Thank my co-host, EJ. Listen, make sure you follow us on all social media outlets and make sure you connect with Brother Danton via all social media outlets. All his information will be listed below um, under this uh, under this feed. So make sure you connect with him. Follow him. Make sure you go download his music because you do have music out, right? Yeah. Yes, okay. So, so make sure you go download his music um, and, and, and just be a blessing to him as he continues to bless those and give back to um those that you know are, are are coming into his life and that he can pour into so i want to say thank you thank you for joining us and we look forward to seeing you next week on the next episode of unapologetic black male